גמרא חגיגה דף בית. וישראל היינו מסכת, על מסכת has been dedicated anonymously for the הצלחה and אריכות ימים of יעקב ישראל בן פרידה סיפורה and שרה בת שמחה. שהקדוש ברוך הוא יאריך ימיהם בטוב ושנותיהם בנעימים. אמן. And we begin the מסכת starting from the משנה. הכל חייבים בראייה. So there's a מצווה. The מצווה is called ראייה. ראייה is literally to see. And the משנה says that everybody's obligated in this מצווה. What is this מצווה? Rashi right away tells us, במצוות ראיית כל זכורך. שצריכים להתראות בעזרה ברגל. פסוק ס' שלוש פעמים בשנה, יראה כל זכורך. זאת מצווה to be seen in the עזרה on the רגלים. And therefore, the Mishnah is telling us, everybody is obligated to appear. And then the Mishnah will give us the exceptions. And Tosfot right away, takes Rashi to task over here and says, why are you limiting it just to show up to the Azara? It seems that what the Mishnah really means is to bring a Korban. There is a Korban Re'iyah. When you show up, you have to bring an Olat Re'iyah. Sounds like from Rashi, but she says, no, Mishnah is not discussing the obligation of Korban. It's only discussing who has to, who has to show up. And uh, these exemptions. Tosfot will show that a lot of these exemptions actually have to show up. So therefore, how could the Mishnah be talking about Ri'iyat uh, Ba'azara? It's got to be talking about Korban. And he shows you from different places, like the Yerushalmi, that the word Ri'iyat means Korban. comes out, either we have a Mahloket Rashi with Tosfot, and then, then Tosfot tries to fit Rashi into his Shita. Uh, but that is the, uh, that's the first Tosfot over here. If we have a chance, we'll read it. Hoots. So the exemptions are Katan. Katan obviously is a minor. Minors are exempt until they reach the age of Hinuch. And the Hedesh Veshoteh lack Da'at. Vetumtum. Tumtum is somebody that's uh, closed up. So we don't know if he's a male or a female. We'll have to see his exemption. Androgenos. He has both. Simanim. Venashim. Ladies are exempt as well. Well, it's probably because it's a mitzvah asesh as man gerama. Va'abadim, zikhurecha. Anyway, zikhurecha. Zakha. Va'abadim she'enam mishukhrarim. That would be an evid kena'ani. That's not mishukhrar yet, that it wasn't freed yet, so he's not considered a full-fledged Jew. Ha'chigir, somebody that's lame. It's interesting. It's the first time you see that a guy who's handicapped is exempt from a mitzvah. Besides being blind. Normally it's the blind guy that's exempt. But here he's a guy's handicapped. He can't walk. He's he lame. Vasomer, okay, that's the blind guy. Vachole, somebody that's just infirm or sick. Vazaken, and somebody that's old. And for that matter, somebody that's uh, unable to walk from Yerushalayim to the Azara. Obviously, he doesn't have to walk from uh, California to the Azara. But you know, once you get to Jerusalem, he can't make the trek. From somewhere in Jerusalem, point A to the Azara. It's interesting. It has to be able to walk. Yanan walking to this event. Is now the Mishnah then says, Ezehu Katan. <coughs> you said that a Katan is exempt. What, what's a Katan? 
כל שאינו יכול לרכוב על כתפיו של אביו ולעלות מירושלים להר הבית ולבית שמאי. So Bet Shammai says, he's so young that he can't even ride on his father's shoulders. Forget about walking, but Shammai doesn't say he doesn't have to walk. But if he could take a, a piggyback ride on his father's shoulders to get to Yerushalayim to the Azara, that already will consider him, let's say, not Hayab min Torah, because Qatar is never Hayab min Torah, but already he's the age of Hinuch, in order to, you know, that the father would be obligated to carry him up. Less than that, Bet Shammai would say, he didn't even reach the age of Hinuch, he's going to be פטור. בתדל אז זה דיפרנט גדל. ובתדל אומרים, כל שאינו יכול לאחוז בידו של אביו ולעלות מירושלים להר הבית. He says no, he's a little older. He says he has to be able to hold his father's hand and walk from ירושלים to הר הבית. שנאמר, שלוש רגלים. שלוש רגלים sounds like you have to be able to, to walk. It's like a regal. And therefore, since he's uh, exempt, He's so young, he can't even walk, so there's not even a yan of chinuch. Chinuch begins at a certain age. Chinuch begins when he has some shaykhut to the mitzvah. So if he could walk, okay, so therefore he's connected a little. So therefore the father would be hayaf to bring him up. But if he can't even walk from that small distance from Yerushalayim to the Azara, holding his father's hand, so then already he's less than the katan of Yigiyah, the chinuch, and therefore there's not even an obligation to bring him. Now... The Mishnah continues, and here's another proof of Tosfot that we're talking about Korban in the Mishnah, because now the Mishnah is going to tell us how much you have to spend on the Korban. Bet Shammai Omrim Hariyah, this Korban Hariyah, Shteh Kesef. Minimum amount of money you have to expend on this is Shteh Kesef. There's two, uh, two coins. Vahagiga Ma'a Kesef. So the Hagiga is talking about the Korban Hagiga. The shalamim that everybody's hayab to bring as well. We're going to learn about that korban. That's besides the olat re'iya, the shalmei hagiga, v'hagotem oto hag. Therefore, Bet Shammai says the re'iya has got to be more expensive than the hagiga. And Bet Shammai says the opposite. Bet Shammai actually had re'iya ma'a kesef. And hagiga, shte kesef. Right? That we have to see in the Gemara where they get, the, um, where they get their laws from. Let's just read... Rashi here. Bet Shammai Omrim Hariya Shte Kesef. Gadol. Gadol Haba Leheraot Sarikla Habi Ola. The Ena Pehuta Mishte Kesef. You see, from Rashi, it sounds like clearly in the beginning he was just talking about showing up. Now he's introducing. Okay, let me tell you a new law. What do you mean? We've been talking about this for the, for the first uh, half of the Mishnah. No, for the first half of the Mishnah, we're only talking about showing up. Being seen, but nothing to do with the korban. Like she said in the first one, now we're talking about, we're shifting now to the korban. Okay, a third of a dinar. Uh, how do we know that? <laughs> Read it every day. Elu devarim she'en na'em shi'ur. Are'ayon. What's that re'ayon? That's a mitzvah of re'iyah. There's no shi'ur. However, Nachemim came along and they put a minimum shi'ur. That's the mahlok between Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel. Now, right away, Tosafot uh, will ask the following question. You know, we have a general rule that says that uh, whenever the Mishnah says chutz, nakol hayabim bere'iyah, Chutz. So whenever it says chutz, it sounds like it's these uh, 
you know, these, 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 are, the, these are the exemptions. Uh, so Tosfot says, "En lemedin min klalut." We have a rule that even if it says chutz, it doesn't mean that these are the only exemptions. It's a klal. We see that many times. Mm-hmm. So says, oh, only these? What about uh, that? But it says chutz, so what? Chutz does not mean it's coming to exempt everybody. I trust for us to prove it to you. Because there's many other exemptions that the Mishnah did not list. And uh, we know that uh, they don't have to go. They had tana and he gives examples now. Mekamets, Bursi, Mishe'enlo Karka, certain guys that smell. It's another exemption you have over here. You know, a, a bad smell exemption. Unbelievable. These guys, the Bursi, the Mekamets, they can't go up. You know, today you'd add if you weren't vaccinated, you can't go up. So the point is, Mishe'enlo Karka. Mishe'enlo Karka, and if a guy doesn't have real estate. So you see, he says the rule is correct. Amishnah is a classic example. It said Hutz. And I got to give you three off the bat that uh, he says, no, no proof from our Mishnah. Now, you have no raya. Could be our Mishnah is really Davka because our Mishnah gave all the Pesulim that are intrinsically Pesul. But Sheink and those other ones, there's nothing wrong with them themselves. It's just because of a site, because their job exempts them. So therefore, could be our Mishnah is, is Davka. Oh, so we have uh, other ones uh, that are exempt, uh, that the Mishnah didn't say. And these are intrinsic uh, exemptions. So he says, That we learn from the Mishnah. It's in the Mishnah itself. We can, we can imply those cases from the Mishnah as well. So therefore... It's not like it left it out. Now, v'tameh, ah, so I tameh. It left out tameh. Tameh clearly cannot go up. So there you go. There, there you see that. Even though it says chutz, there's some, exa- there's some leftovers. There's no. V'tameh pshita le, l'fisha eno bebi'ah, eno behava'ah. So obviously, if he can't go up, he can't bring. And Tosfot learning the whole thing is talking about bringing the korban. So of course, the tameh can't. He can't even get this. So how's he going to bring the korban? V'arel, uh, what about arel? Marbinam b'gemara, ki tameh. Arel is like a tameh. So therefore, just like Tamez Pashut, so Adel's also t- uh, Pashut. So therefore, Pesitos Fort says, although the rule is correct, that whenever it says Chutz, it doesn't mean only those cases, but you can't bring it out from Amishnah that it's using that Klal. Amishnah possibly could have given all the legitimate intrinsic exemptions to the uh, Korban uh, Hagiga. No. So now we have over here uh, Tosfot that says, and after that level, don't think if he could ride on his father's shoulders, that means he's Hayab in Oraita. No, that means he's Hayab in Hinuch. Unbelievable. Now again, Tosfos learning, we're talking about bringing the Korban in. So Tosfos is Haikol Hayabim, he's making the Katan. Hayaf, so it means the father would have to bring a korban for his son. Hinuch. Right, hinuch, and obviously it's a nedava, it's nothing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, therefore, you, he, he, obviously not, he can't bring it on Yom Tov then, because he can't bring korbanot nedava, and you'd have to wait to bring it on Holam so it's a whole story, according to this, and Tosfot says that, Uman da'amar en kerevim be Yom Tov, en kerevim ardamachar bechol ha-mu'ed. And uh, that's... Uh, 
What are we talking about? Katan has a korban over here? What are we talking about? Katan has a hayav to be a korban? We must be talking about uh, the iyah. That's, that's, that's the back and forth. Uh, Tosfot's going to ask a question. We'll wait for the Gemara later on to appreciate Tosfot's next question. Okay, let's go. Let's start the Gemara. Gemara. Hakol la'atuye mai. So the Gemara's question is like this. Hakol la'atuye mai. Anytime it says hakol, it's coming to include something. Because the Mishnah just could say, hakol, everybody, everybody, everybody must be, there's somebody else in the Mishnah to eat and list. So it says, okay, now we get into the guy who's half avid, half free. How do you have a guy who's a hybrid like that? Half avid, half free? He's owned by two guys. Reuven and Shimon own an avid, Reuven freed his half. So therefore, he doesn't have to work for the Uven. But he's still half of him is Evid that he has to work for, Shimon. So that guy over there is Hayav to go, because he does have a free side. So therefore, he has to go to the Mitzvah of the Iyah. Mishnah didn't discuss that guy. That's what the Hakol. And the word Hakol, inside that word Hakol, is Misha'atio Evid Bechatio Ben Chodi. So the Gebarak comes along and says, wait, Rabbi Nad Amar Misha'atio Evid Bechatio Ben Chodin, Patur Mina Iyah. Okay, Ravina, by the way, holds he's exempt. So therefore, Then actually he was handicapped. He was lame on the first day of Yom Tov when the mitzvah kicks in. So, and he got better on Yom Tov Sheni. So therefore the Hadush of the Mishnah is that on the second day he'll bring it. Even though on the first day it wasn't uh, viable because he was Higir. And we said Higir is Patur. But so long as he got better on the second day or the third day, you know, he got better on the holiday, he will have to bring. So call is coming to include Higer Binit Pashit. So the Gemara says, hold it. Not everybody agrees that a Higer that was, couldn't walk on the first day brings it on the second day when he forgets better. How do we know that? <laughs> so the big Mahloket had to learn the obligation of bringing the Korbanot. If you learn that it's called Tashlumin Zelazeh. Tashlumin Zelazeh means that uh, each day you has a makeup on the following day. I mean, if you can't bring it on the first day, there's a Tashlumin for it on the second day. And then you have a Hayyuv on the second day. Each day has its own Hayyuv. And therefore, if a guy was a Hayyuv on the first day, no problem. You can't bring it on the first day, you have a new Hayyuv on the second day. If you hold like that, and that's the mechanics, how it works, then no problem. That each day has its own However, but if you hold it, no. The way this works is that the obligation is on the first day. That's when the chayuv hits, and all the other days is a tashlum for day one. And therefore, whoever is not viable on day one, you're patur. When the chayuv hit on day one, that's it, you're patur. I, day two, there's no chayuv on day two. The chayuv of day two emanates from day one, and since so on day one he wasn't viable, so that's it. So therefore, how could you tell me that the Mishnah, when it says Hakol, is coming to include Higer, Biyom Rishon, Vinit Pashit, Biyom Shini, that's only according to one view. Not everybody subscribes to that. If you hold that everything is Tashlumin, Biyom Rishon, 
once you're patur on Yom Rishon, you're patur the whole holiday. Now, of course, if he was, if he was patur, uh, let's say, in the beginning of Yom Rishon, and got better on the same day, he's hayab, because he's still, he got viable on the day of the hayub. There's four points that out. But we're talking about over here where the whole Yom Rishon, he was higed, and only got better from his uh, lameness on day two. That's subject to a ma'loka. So the Gabbard then asks, Hakol so before we get to that call that Yemai, let's just read uh, Rashi over here. Hani Haleman Damar. The Kaman Amir Bedkin, Sheyesh the Korbanote Hal Tashlumin Kozain. If we go by Morae, Egaleman de Amar, Tashlumin Zelaze, Egaleman de Amar, Kulam Tashlumin de Rishonen. Ramina, my Benayu, my Benayu, Hegel, beyond Rishon, with Pashet, beyond Sheni, Ikabinai. That's the practical enough coming out between those two ways of looking at it. Whether you look at it as Tashlumin de Yom Rishon or Tashlumin. Right, you're not chayav on day one when when the chayuv hit the guy. What tashlumi for what? Tashlumi the yom rishon. Yom rishon is when the chayuv hits, and therefore everything is emanating from the yom rishon, and therefore higer be yom rishon is uh, exempt the whole holiday. Right. Right. The first day is the first time you could bring the Qurban. But it's not the only time. If you can bring it on the first day, bring it on the second day. If you can bring it on the second day, bring it on the third. They want you to bring it on the first day, because But each day has its own hayuf. If you got better on the seventh day, let him bring it on the seventh day. Beautiful. So therefore, let's just get the Gemara until this point over there. We're trying to understand what is the call coming to include. A call, everybody's Hayab in the Iyah. So the Gemara, oh, I'll tell you, very simple. Even though he's a hybrid, he's got to go up. Gemara says, yeah, that's very good. But not everybody agrees to that. So according to those rabbis that hold that a Chobin does not have to go up, so who's that in coming to include? Oh, we have another answer. We have a Higer. Higer, that was a Higer on day one, and got better on day two. He's got to go up and bring a Korban. Korban is very nice, but that's not according to everybody. What do you do according to those rabbis that hold that a Higer, that's Higer, is Patur. So we have to figure out another guy. Goes, oh, we have another guy. We have another inclusion to the Mishnah. La tuye mai, la tuye some behat me'enav. Okay, a blind guy, but not fully blind. He's only blind in one eye. And therefore, the Hadush is that when Amishnah said Someh, it meant totally blind. He's Patur. He can see partially. He's got to go up. But that's what the Hakkola is coming to include. Kabbalah says, very nice. But not everybody agrees to that either. And we see. Udloki Haitana. It's not going to be like the Tana. The Tanya. Yohanan ben Dehavai Omer Meshub Rabbi Yehuda Sobe Be'achad Be'enav Patur Mena Re'iyah Shene'emar As the Pasuk says Yir'eh Yir'eh I'm going to read it like Rashi reads it We'll see how those four reasons in a second Kederek Sheba Lir'ot Kach Ba Lir'ot Ma Lir'ot Beshte'enav Af Lir'ot Beshte'enav Let's just go back to the Pasuk for a second. Shalosh pa'amim bashana yera'eh. That's the way the Pasuk says. Yera'eh means that you shall be seen. Yera'eh, you'll be seen by others. 
by the Shekhinah. Mm-hmm. You'll be seen by others, obviously. That's the Mitzvah of the Iyat, to appear in front of the Shekhinah. But, you know, our, our Sifatah does not have Nikudot. And therefore, the letters Yud, Resh, Aleph, He could be read in the simplest way without making it complicated. Yireh means you shall see. So therefore, the Gebara makes a derashah on what we call uh, the Mikra, the way you read it, Yira'eh, and the Masoret, the way it is written. And therefore, they're going to say that, Rashi, the Masoret is the way it's uh, uh, spelled, Yira'eh. But the Mikra is what? Yira'eh. So we're going to connect those two, and from there we're going to learn that you got to have two eyes that are working to be Hayav. How? So that she says, and I'm, read, I'm going to read this as she says, because it's tricky with the Hagohata Bas over here. Yira'eh, Yira'eh. Yira'eh Ketiv. Sorry. Yira'eh Ketiv. See, I tricked myself. Yira'eh Ketiv. Yira'eh Ketiv, that's right. The Ketiv is Yira'eh. However, Vekarinan Yira'eh. So that she's interesting. His starting point is not with the Kiri'ah. His starting point is with the Masoret, which Tosafot is going to question, hey, we never do that. We always start with, the, whenever we start a dirashah like this, when you're working with Mikra, Masoret, you start with what have you read it, and then you, from there you go to the, uh, to, to the way, you know, it's, it's spelled. But she's going to work the other way. And this was never a problem. Let's see what he says. He says, Yira'eh kol zechurecha, or Yira'eh kol zechurecha, et peneha adon. Right, very simple. Yireh. Guy goes and sees the Shekhinah. Yireh kol zechurecha et pene adon mashma shehaadon ba lirotcha. Now, Yireh means you'll be seen. Be seen by who? By the Shekhinah. It means the Shekhinah is coming and it's going to see you. So they were making a derashah uh, between the way you come to see the Shekhinah, and to the way the Shekhinah comes and sees you. Hekisha katuv ri'yatcha niriyato. Which means the Pasuk comes along and says, your iyah, which is yir'eh, the way you see the Shekhinah, niriyato, to his iyah, which is the Shekhinah's iyah. And what is the uh, connection? Continue. Kederek sheba lir'otcha, She's just like what? He sees you. Even though one doesn't work. Even though one doesn't work, he has what? No. This is holding, no. No. This is holding that Somme is patur. This is holding the patur, not the hayuf. Don't have to learn like that. That, we're going on the side now that is patur. So therefore, you need two working eyes, uh, not so two sees, eyeballs. Uh, so he sees, so he sees, okay, he sees you having only one eye. No, no, he sees you with, no two with two eyes. otcha af kan haadam Just like God sees the person so too he has to be seen. Bishter enav as well. Ab kan lidaot mina adam has to be seen from the person. Bishter enav shav. So just like God sees the person with his two eyes, so that he has to be seen as well with two eyes as well. So we're making a juxtaposition or a connection between the yeah of. Have to see with two eyes. You have to see. No, 
I'm saying, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it has two eyeballs. It has to, no, no, has no, two saying, eyes that are working. But, but the rice has to be seen by people with two eyes. No, 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 no but Shekinah. It's a see with two eyes. Yes, the, see. The, the, the person. The person. Yes, yes, yes. Hazagabaruch. Yes, exactly. Now, what's the what? What's the starting point? The starting point is Yir'eh uh, and then Yir'eh. And it starts the point again. So Tosfot on the bottom says, Kederik, and he's giving you Rashi's shot now, just in case you didn't get it from Rashi's words, Tosfot's going to say it clearly. Perush Rashi, Sheba HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lirotcha. Dehainu Right? When God comes, God, Kivyakol, when he shows up, He's going to see, Kivyachol, with two enav. God does not have a mum, shalom. So just like he comes to see you with his two eyes, so too you shall be seen to him with two eyes. Afata, so to you, ba oto b'shte'enecha. Very good. Just like God comes to see when he shows up to the Beit HaMikdash that day, how's he seeing the person? You assume he's seeing him with perfect, perfect vision. So too, when you are coming to be seen, you should be seen to God with two eyes. What's Tosfos contention? Number one, what do you mean when God comes? God's there, God's everywhere. God's coming to the, as if what? He wasn't there before he came? Well, not that, we have no problem. That, the Torah does that all day long. Torah does that all day long. Tosfos can have to say that also, the Gibraltar saying that, that's not that, that you're forced to say that we're giving a mashal to God's eyes, but don't tell me that it's coming. Secondly, you're doing the masoret first, you're doing yir'eh before yir'eh. And whenever we do these type of short, you try to do the way it's read yir'eh first. Because, how is that she learning? Just like he's coming. So too, you should be seen Yira'eh in the same way. So therefore, Yira'eh is coming before Yira'eh. That's when Hagwa Tabah made sure that she's learning like that. Yira'eh, Yira'eh. Hayarun Ladosha, Mikla Kodem. You should put the Mikla first. Yira'eh. So then what does Tosfot do? Tosfot makes a minor adjustment. Alken, Garisa Ben Utam. And we have no Nikudot in this one, but it's got to be Yira'eh, Yira'eh. See the difference? Ma lirot b'shte enav, meaning she'adam ba lehitraot. She'adam ba. That was no problem. No problem. What do you mean? Hashem's not coming. The Adam is coming. Oh, the Adam is coming to the Azara lehitraot to be seen. Lifnam makom b'shte enav shel makom when the guy comes, he is being seen by the two eyes, working eyes, obviously, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Beautiful. So too, when he comes, he will come to see God with his two eyes. So therefore, Tosfot fixes two things. Number one, he puts the Mikra before the Masoret. And number two, he solves it that God is there the whole time. It's the man that's coming to the Azana. Okay. However you learn it, that's semantics. The result, everybody agrees from this dirasha is but that if the guy doesn't have two working eyes, he's exempt. So we're back to the question again. You want to tell me hakol ayavim And what's the call coming to include someh behad Not so fast. Not everybody agrees to someh behad 
that's going to be Chayav. If you hold like this, Derasha, Yir'eh, Yir'eh, or vice versa, so maybe Had Merav indeed is going to be Patur. So what is the Hakol coming to in Kalud? So the Gemara says, uh, the Gemara says, So there again, I'm going to read again. Fine. And then you have to say that if it's that it's not going like that, Tana exempts it. Or we could say, Really, we're going to go back to our first answer. And our first answer was what? And the Mishnah indeed is coming to say, he's got to come. What are you talking about? I thought we said it's a mahloket. It was a mahloket. But after a certain period of time, that mahloket fell apart and it became unanimous. Now we're going to give some history on the mahloket of Hatsyo Ebed, Hatsyo Ben Hodin. I had a question. Ravina came along and said, is indeed patur That was a question before the retraction. But after the retraction, there's no question. Why? There's a rare event that's going to take place. We have... Mishnah Rishonah, which is the first, you know, version of the Mishnah, when Bet Shammai and Bet had an argument regarding these, this guy. And then there was Mishnah Aharona. Mishnah Aharona is, there's going to be a attraction taking place over here, and therefore Bet is going to ultimately agree to Bet Shammai. Let's learn this independently first, and then we'll plug it back into our Mishnah. Ditnan, it's, it's a standalone Mishnah now. Mi Eved. That's our guy. He's a hybrid. Oved et rabo yomehad, vetatsmo yomehad. Monetarily, how does this guy live? Monetarily, he's free on one side, he's got to work on one side. So therefore, he works half the week, and he takes off the half the week. Half, half, half of the guy's free. But the other guy has a hold on him as an avid. So therefore, he works one day, takes off one day. He works one day, takes off one day. So Bet Shammai comes along and says, You're interested in making a tikkun, a monetary tikkun for the, you know, for the Adon. Because the guy says, hey, I have a stake in this guy's uh, body. I want him to work. No problem. You're fixing the Adon, but you're not fixing, you're not looking at it from the angle of the of the of the of the Evid himself. Why? You didn't fix him because he's got an issue now in Priyavidabya. What's the issue that he has in Priyavidabyah? He can't marry a Shifha because half of him is free. Bathurim Enuyakol and he cannot marry a Bathurin either. Right? Half Evid. Shifha side. He can't marry either because he's half Ben Horin. So therefore, the guy really, he's stuck. He can't get married. Shifcha is off the table and Bat is off the table. So what is he supposed to do? Okay, so what's the problem? Very simple. Can't get married. What's, what's the big... Uh... So the Gibran says, Liptil, is that an option? Maybe he should just 
remain idle. That's not an option. Why? You had to consider all day long today. I want to stay single. I don't want to get married. Well, why is that an option? So that's not an option to say, I'm not getting married. The Shammai says, an overriding uh, mitzvah, that the Hashem created the world for Piriyah. God said, I didn't create the world for nothing, for naught. I created it to that it should be civilized and established. So what do you do? What? But the guy, the guy's half half. It's a mitziut here. It's a casualty of the halacha. Sorry, he's a half half guy. But Tillel's going to say, what do you want me to do? He says, no, no, no. We're going to do something. We have a tikkun over here. This is the real tikkun ha'olam. You guys always talk about tikkun ha'olam. This is tikkun ha'olam over here. Tikkun ha'olam is what the Gemara says. is tikkun ha'olam. Not... Uh, Okay? You force the, the half owner still, and you get forced to write him a document. You're free. Don't ask me, I, how do you free an Ebed Kanani in the first place? I, it says, That's the fourth question. Put that on the side. It's a good last question, but put that on the side. We force him to free him. Why? Because we have an overriding reason. I want the guy to get married. And what? Bekotev lo shtar al chatzidamav. However, he's got to write him a, uh, a shtar on chatzidamav. The Ebed owes the, the master chatzidamav. He owes him money. He, I, I freed you. But I, uh, there's a monetary loss for that master over there. So therefore, he writes a shtar IOU for whatever the money is that, uh, that he owes him for half his value. However, he can calculate it. And that's how it is. That was Bet Shammai's contention to Bet Betelel came along and said, let him stay as is. Betelel initially believed that Hadshio ben Chorin and Hadshio uh, Ebed, there's a reality as such. And therefore, let him stay like that. And Betelel says, we work one day, take off one day. And Bet Shammai said, impossible. You're not uh, addressing the Periyavribya issue. So therefore, Bet Shammai said, what do I say to do? I say, in that case, before say, a star Herud, and therefore, he's free to get married. When Betelel heard this, says, Hazru Betelel Horod Okay, so that's the called the Mishnah Harona. That in the second uh, Mishnah Harona, Betelel agreed. Now, how do we apply this history to our Mishnah? So our Mishnah is going to be very, very uh, strange because it's going to say like this: Hakol Hayavim. Uh, and what's that call going to come and include? Even Hatsyo ben Horin, Vechatsyo Evid. That's the call. I, I thought Betel doesn't agree with it. No, no, no. Mishnah Harunai agrees with it. Because there's, no, there's no such mitziut of Hatsyo ben Horin and Hatsyo. Because that guy is ultimately going to be free. We're talking about when he's freed or before no. he's freed? No. Hatsyo ben Horin, there's no mitziut. He's going to be freed. He's going to be freed. It's like he's freed. Even before it, he's yes, free. even before he's free, it's like he's free. Therefore, he's free. Therefore yes, yeah, that's what I have to go because in our in our in our world, that uh, guy's going to be freed. So it's like uh, kola omen. He's going to be freed. Therefore, he goes up. That's uh, what do you mean? But he doesn't hold like that. He holds like that. So it's not Marona. Aye, aye, Ravina, you came along and said that that guy is patur. Originally, that was that was uh, they were looking at it before. How do you look at it before? So read Rashi over here when he says Mishnari Shona. So very, very important Rashi here. 
משנה ראשונה, קודם שחזרו בית הלל להורות כדברי בית שמאי. Now, again, our Mishnah, by the way, says, this is the problem, you have to deal with the Sefer of our Mishnah. The Mishnah clearly put an exemption on Avadim She'enam Mishukhrarim. And Ravina, when he read that Mishnah, it sounds like what? The Ukma Ravina. Beautiful, which means, Ravina obviously came after Bet-Shamah bet but Ravina's got to square off a Mishnah here. So when he read our Mishnah that says, Abadim she'enam mishukhradim are exempt, he understood it, even mi she'etshio ebed, mi'etshio ben orin, that's also an ebed. And therefore, he learned that that's part of the exemption. But that's only according to Mishnah. That line in our Mishnah is going to be said according to the original view of Betelev. Which is no problem. In Mishnayot, you can make a chiluk between before Betel and after. This Mishnah was penned, or this part of the Mishnah was penned before Betel retracted. And therefore, indeed, Rabbi Naz learning the Mishnah correctly. If you learn this Mishnah before Hazara, Abadim, that are half half, will be Patur. There's the key line of that sheet to answer your question. Instead, even before your freedom. He's Hayab already before, because it's like your freedom. Oh, now we have a problem. Now we have a problem. Because basically, the beginning of the Mishnah then, when it says, What's Hakol coming to include? Yeah, but the end of the Mishnah says the opposite. So we have a rule. So we have basically this Mishnah is Nishnit at two different times. The Hakol is after Betelel rescinded. But the end, so therefore, take the, then, then don't confuse us. Take the end of the Mishnah out then. What, what, what are you putting? Uh, which means get rid of it. She gives us a cloud. Once it's in, it stays in. So therefore, this is an incredible Mishnah. The, the Hakol is at one period of time after the Hazara, and the end of the Mishnah is before the Hazara. I why make it complicated? Just get rid of the end of the Mishnah. We don't have an issue with it. We don't, we don't change the Mishnah. That's the way it was given to us at that period of time when Betel was saying what he was saying, and therefore we keep it. But the Maaseh, Hayab. That is the uh, now. There's obviously that they're, they're completely. You evil. can learn like that, but Avina learned it not like ah, that. That's what I'm saying. According to Avina, that learned that it's even including Hetzio, What is he going to do? So when I will say that that's Kodem at Hazara and Avina was saying, of course you can learn like you learned it. Mm. Okay, about that. Now let's go further. Now let's go further. The um, fine. <clears throat> Tosfot just has a a, 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 a a seemingly a fix. What's the problem? That it marry a mamzeret. That's your. What about Mutar Mutar 
לפי שקידש, קידש, קדש ועומר, יש קצת קדש, כדתם פרק העומר, יכולים ממזירים לטהר, we learned, כיצד ממזיר נושא שפחה, וסד חירות שערי בה, even the סד חירות is okay, כדתם פרק עשרה יוחסין, שחולים ממזירי, שערו לבוא זה בזה, די יש לומר, אין לנו לתקן כדי להרבות ממזירים בעולם. מה פי מותר, meaning, מה פי אלה, בוא נקרא תקנה. I said, okay, you got to marry a mamzeret. That's not, it's not an option. We want, we want him to take in, you know, marriages that will bring children that are... They're odd. Yes, of course. But the point is, the point is, we're not going to... If we could do another fix, like free him to be normal, because we're not going to make a takana to bring mamzerim in. Although he's allowed to, but that's not a... That's a takana. Takana bring mamzerim? And then he comes along and says, the odd came on the top, see, by Kiddushin, at this side of the room, and the other Okay, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. Okay, that, that will hold for, um, you know, Tosfot, look at the Tosfot at the end. Ve'im Tomar, ve'liti ased l'ashevet yisara, ve'lidche lab de lo yekadesh, Okay, there's another issue over here. We have a mitzvah asev l'ashevet yisara. We have a lab that a person is not allowed to be mafkid himself and lo yekadesh, it's on the man. Okay, we know what, this was giving you a clap. Although you might be able to use over here the rule of asev duchelot asev to allow him to get married. We don't use that rule if we don't have to use that rule. Free him. Free him and uh, you know, gotta make the asev duchelot asev. Therefore, kifiyah is a Better option, even though you're going against an asev of the olam by him tavodu, so we rather go against the asev of the olam tavodu than break the the lot asev lo yekadesh. Okay, fine. Now let's continue the gemara for a minute. What's our timing on the gemara? Continues oh, and says chutz mecheresh shotev katan. Gemara exempt mishnah exempted a cheresh, a deaf person, from making the korban reiyah or aliyah. Katani cheresh to miad the shotev katan. The fact that the Mishnah put all three together, so we're saying that the cheresh that we're talking about is so impaired that he is like a shotev vekatan. Common denominator between all these three, they have no daat. Ma shotev vekatan de la Just like the shotev and the katan obviously are limited in their the mental maturity. We're talking about a type of cheresh de la bar de'ahu. What does that mean? The cheresh de la bar de'ahu become ashmalan kediknan. Like we learned in the Mishnah, cheresh should deberu hachamim bechol makom. Whenever the hachamim talk about cheresh and they talk about his exemption, she'eno shomeya ve'eno medaber that he does not have the ability to talk. Here we call that a deaf mute. Deaf mute obviously has no. Halakhic da'at. Ha midaber ve'enu shumaya. But if he's able to speak, but not able to hear. So how did he learn how to speak if he wasn't able to hear? So originally, originally he spoke and then he lost his hearing. Or shumaya ve'enu midaber. Or he can hear, but he cannot speak. Hayab, because that's not considered a total impairment of da'at. Because he has the ability either to hear or to speak. But if he has double impairment, where he's a deaf mute, that's the case that Mishnah is talking about. And how do we know that? Because the fact that the, the, the Mishnah coupled the case of Hiresh with Shotev Katan, and therefore they're talking about where they have no da'at at all. Now she says, 
חרש שדיברו החכמים בכל מקום. שהשוו אותו לשוטר לפטרו. לא דיברו אלא במי שאינו שומע ואינו מדבר. הכי כמלוהו לרבנן, דמי שאינו שומע ואינו מדבר, דלאו בני דעניהו. That whatever intellect they have, it's not considered enough in order to mechayev them in mitzvot. She's watch give you the, the, the hechi tips, how do you have a case where a guy speaks but he can't hear? How do you learn how to speak? And he says, he was a pikeah initially, he learned how to speak and then he went, uh, then he went down. Now the Gemara says, Tanina, our Mishnah that we just read, is a, a proof to what? It's a proof to the following Braita. We have a Braita that says the following. So now we're introducing two different words. You have Hiresh and you have Ilem. Hiresh is the one that cannot hear, although he can speak. And Ilem, we would call a mute. He cannot speak, although he can hear. Now, what's the common denominator between the Hiresh and the Ilem? That they considered pikeyah. That means they considered to have enough halakhic intellect where they're going to be hayav in, which is exactly what we just said in Amishnah. That Amishnah is only exempting the Qadesh because he has no doubt, because he's eno shomeya ve'eno medaber. But if he would have one of the two, so in Echadam he would be hayav. Umimai, side point to give an answer. Umimai de medaber ve'eno shomeya zehu Qadesh. How do you know that that's the terminology that we use? That a deaf person is called Hedesh and a mute person is called an Ilem. Like the people say, why is he called an Ilem? Ilem is like a Rashi Tevot or an acronym. Ishtakel milluleh. That his speech, his words were taken away from him. Hence the word Ilem. So if that's Ilem, so then by uh, default, the other one must be Hiresh. Now, Medaber ve'eno shomeya. Shomeya ve'eno medaber hayav. Now we go back to the uh, statement that we just said above. That if he's one of the other, so therefore he has... Um, uh, to go up. What do you mean? We have a brighter that says Vatanya Midaber Veno Shomeya, Shomeya Veno Midaber Patur. It's a head on collision. Over here it's telling you that you're Patur. He is Patur. Make up your mind. Is the Hedesh She Eno Shomeya Umidaber or Midaber Veno Shomeya? Is he Hayav or is he Patur? We have a Stira. Yomara says, no, we can solve this. Amara Vinaveti Marabab, Hasure Mersera. Actually, uh, we have to add some words into our Mishnah. And by adding those words, we're able to reconcile the stira between the Mishnah and the Braita. Which means, we're going to read it like this. Uh, we added the word Simha over here. And what are we talking about over here? The Simha on the, on the Chag. That what? The mitzvah to be sameyah. So now it says, "Chutz mecheres shamdaber ve'eno shomeya, shomeya ve'eno medaber." Except when it comes to the hybrid, the one that has partial da'at, 
Either he's a shomeya or he is a medabeshipatur minareiya. Exactly like the Braita said. Therefore, we have no stira anymore from the Mishnah to the Braita because inichenami is patur from the iya. Ba'afapishematur minareiya. Hayab besimha. That's what he's hayabin. The hayresh that has one impairment, only he can hear or he can speak. He is going to be Hayab and Simha. Which is similar to a Shoteh and a Katan. And that's why they put him in the same category. Patur Ab and Simha. It's going to be Patur even from Simha. So therefore we have a reconciliation. In the the tune from the Iyah will be as well, if a person just can hear or can just speak. <coughs> the Hadush over there is that that person will be Hayab in Simha. And if he has none of the abilities, that means he's a total Hayresh, deaf mute, he's Patur from even uh, Simha. Just read the Rashi, Hasur Mechsra Vachi Ketani. Beautiful. The Gemara then just brings one more proof to this, what we just said. Tanya Everybody's chayav in both these mitzvot. Chutz mecheresh shamdaber v'noshomer shomer v'enomedaber shepetunin minareiyah like the original brayta that we saw. Rafapi shepatum minareiyah chayav b'simcha, which is exactly the way we just adjusted our mishnah. What does it mean? Chayav b'simcha. As she says on top. B'smawach bechag dechtiv b'samach bechagecha ve'amir nekaman b'simcha b'shilamim. Well, that, that's obviously a strong question. Well, why, why are you telling me the patur in the iya and the hayav in samhad? They both must want to write that. So if they're exempt, they should be exempt from everything. The hayav, the hayav, and everything. So that's the Gemara's question. She says, but what would samhad we talking about? Samhad the ba'agir, through the eating of korban shilamin. The b'raita concludes, ve'et she'eno lo shomeya ve'lo medaber, that means he's totally a deaf mute. Which is similar to a shoteh and a katan. Them they as well. Peturin af mena mitzvot men mena simcha. Why? Oir ufturim mikom mitzvot hamurot. But because indeed they're exempt not only from the iyan simcha, but they're exempt from all mitzvot in the Torah. Baruch Hashem.